Hello everyone, welcome back to the show. This is your host Ashish and today we have on the show Mr. Rahul Sarya who is head of finance at Vedantu and has led multiple finance teams in various startups. Uh, he's currently running his own firm by the name of Incurious. We have had interesting conversation. We have talked about why CAs uh, should look uh, apart from the accounting roles, how they can find out these roles in startups and also uh, have tried to understand from Rahul's perspective that where the growth lies for CAs. So Rahul, welcome to the show and thank you so much for taking time out. It's my pleasure to host you and uh, I know you from long so I know your journey, the kind of thought process you carry around the finance role and you know the, uh, the kind of leadership roles you have been into. So we can learn a lot from you. Uh, that's why I thought it would be perfect to host you on the show. Uh, so uh, let's talk about your journey till now and how it has been. Uh, well, uh, to start with, thank you very much uh, for inviting me. Uh, lovely talking to you and thanks for the green tea. Uh, the, I, I love the topic green tea with Ashish. Uh, okay, uh, talking about my journey, it has been very sporadic. Uh, I would say uh, seen uh, some very high, some very lows in my life. Uh, to start with, uh, from the very childhood, my dad has pushed me into uh, typical Marori dad. He pushed me into business. So by the time I was even in my class 6th or 7th, I, I used to run the calculator so fast. He used to push me, though the business was not that big uh, in terms of scale. But uh, he ensured that I learn everything from the basics of stock counting to how is accounting done. By the time uh, when I started my CA, when my friends were struggling with what's uh, input, output on beat, VAT, sales tax or GST, I already knew all this and those, those things were cake. So I think, uh, though I did not like it much when I was a child, but later on realized, no, that's what when you connect the dots, it was really helpful. Uh, post that I've been lucky, uh, I would say uh, God, God's grace has been on me. I was an uh, All India rank holder in all my examinations, uh, professional examinations, be it CS, CS. Uh, after qualifying, I started my own practice. In between, took some really great stints, like uh, worked in a big four uh, named Deloitte um, in the taxation team, did my own consulting, uh, could, uh, did not do well, kind of you can call me a failed entrepreneur. Then this startup work caught me and uh, eventually I ended up heading finance for multiple startups, global and Indian both. And finally, uh, here I am. So today I do consulting for multiple uh, startups. Uh, I would call it pre-series B startups and, and uh, helping people has been my passion always. So I love juggling, uh, a hustler, keep on learning. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, uh... You uh, before uh, we go into other questions, uh, why did you start this particular thing? So I think it's called Fin Curious, uh, the venture which you have started. So what was your thought process behind starting that? Because you were you were doing good in your career and you were heading finance team in uh, Vedantu, and then you decided to do this. So what was your thought process behind it? So uh, to name the word that Fin Curious, uh, it was coined using two different words that is finance and curiosity. So when you combine both, the word was kind of incurious, uh, uh, which is a trademark that is owned by me. Uh, and plus, uh, then I thought, so when I was helping this multiple, uh, so basically when I was heading finance for multiple startups, that really gave me good exposure. But I realized that there's a huge dearth of good finance people, persons in the industry. And specifically when you're in an early stage or a pre-series B company, when they're not able to afford a very high cost uh, finance uh, leader, uh, that is where I saw a huge gap which is available in the industry and I thought and plus as I mentioned since I'm a hustler and I like uh, doing multiple tasks at a time rather than sticking to one particular office and I 
uh, find myself to be very very boring when it comes to i need to go and sit in the same office or the same chamber or talk to the same set of people uh, that is when i thought no let's do something where i can solve multiple problems help multiple people simultaneously be happy from inside that was the whole right. idea behind this right and you have also written a book around it can you talk about that a little bit uh, i think the book is also named fin curious so uh, we would love to know more about it Oh yeah, sure. So uh, yeah, book. Uh, you have rightly pointed out the book's name. I have purposefully kept as Fin Curious again. In fact, my company's name also happens to be Fin Curious Consulting Private Limited. Uh, yeah. Again, the idea was because since I am curious, uh, so these are again a bit of uh, story behind uh, releasing this book. So obviously, I am not a writer. This is a first book, uh, first uh, trial at my hand. So I have written multiple articles uh, all along my journey, but not really a book. Right. Uh, so. i take a lot of sessions in various colleges schools corporate etc but when i uh, went to uh, when i went to so many engineering colleges i saw there brilliant idea so it's a misnomer that only iits pass outs really create great businesses that's not the case there are really multi talented people even in other engineering colleges uh, for that matter so when i meet uh, used to take these sessions and they used to come up with ideas i got really excited that these young kids have so much of ideas but when it comes to finance or legal they get stuck because they have no idea how uh, stock uh, how uh, stocks issued how valuation is done how fundraising is done and it becomes very complex for them obviously these are not the field that they are from so right. i thought why uh, so i basically started with a thought that i'll write a small 30 to 40 pages a document which i would just distribute to the students when i go for a session but when i started uh, writing i realized that 30 40 pages is not enough and it becomes it was becoming very very complex so to just to simplify it so in fact in my book uh, cover if you would uh, notice it's written let's keep it simple the idea is to in a simplistic way how can we help the wannabe entrepreneurs or maybe early stage entrepreneur to take their journey from x to 10x that's right. the whole idea behind the book and uh, it's written in a very simple language and in very short uh, self help book so that people even who don't like reading much uh, they should be curious enough to at least pick that book and just learn something which would help them in the business right right and i have i have read your blogs and i have also heard you in various forums so i think uh, the way you speak and the the you know the simplistic way you put finance in i think the book would have a great uh, content in it and i would recommend everybody to read it uh, so coming back to the point where uh, you know uh, so let's talk about the current situation in the market so yes bank has uh, gone to uh, become a no bank now and uh, uh, people are uh, so there are investors who have invested in yes bank so mostly there, there are retail investors who have invested in it there are people who are thinking that they'll get their the account uh, holders so they they are thinking they'll get their money back or not so though rbi has said a lot of things uh, sbi also did a press conference today or yesterday they said that you know they will invest into it and everything would be normal so what's your thought process around that so i think uh, uh... see once something has happened it's very easy to blame multiple agencies at play right be it auditors be it uh, uh, people who are at the ch- in charge of governance etc but i think let's take a step back uh, wh- what uh, what was the real thought process behind this so the promoter mr rana kapoor i think he was very ambitious but ambition without ethics sometimes uh, not sometimes in fact always uh, fails this is a very classic example of the same so they were growing very fast and in the market it was always a rumor that when uh, all other banks tell you no uh, you go to yes bank they say yes so that is the where the whole of this npa saga 
uh, uh, not uh, not so good i would say in fact bad uh, assets started creating and there it was building upon um, now had this thought process not been there this would not, not have been there uh, and in fact i would say uh, if you see the market cap of yes bank from the investors perspective from 90000 crore it has come down to i think around somewhere around 19000 crores and now sbi is willing to sbi is uh, being forced to i would say uh, by the government to take a 50% stake at uh, dust 2500 crore which like uh, if you see the, there is huge investor money that has been lost coming back to depositors or the people see uh, though the quality of the assets were very bad but i feel uh, they have done a tremendous job into expansion so they they are expanding they have really expanded really well across the country and they have huge number of branches huge quality number of uh, so employees are good their overall infrastructure is very good so sbi taking that over would actually really create much value which i feel though it may take some time and uh, since now rbi has stepped in at least well before time uh, and hopefully it's not like the ilfs and dhfl when things are very late though it's very quite late but still uh, i feel that depositors and the uh, customers would be safer but uh, investors uh, no one can help them now i guess uh, uh, what's gone gone and uh, all those who are stuck with a uh, huge investment in this company it will take good time to uh, return yeah, uh, yeah i think that uh, it will definitely take some time to recover that particular amount of money uh, yeah. we might have to wait and see that's the that's the best approach in uh, in terms of yes bank uh, coming back to the ca world of ours you know you have worked with big fours and then you jumped on to the startup world and you uh, you took multiple roles grew in the hierarchy and then led the finance teams so uh, as per you as a ca uh, where does the growth lie does it lie in uh, with big fours uh, does it lie with startups does it lie within the industry so uh, which role is uh, you know as good in, from the learning perspective from the growth perspective and also on the other side i would like to understand that how different the finance roles are in startups in big fours and in the uh, industry oh that's a very interesting question in fact Uh, uh so to answer that in fact uh, forget about ca or a particular industry what i feel considering india's population today uh, we are I, i'm not sure maybe 1.4 billion people which is huge right so whatever field one chooses uh, the problem is that there would be huge competition now if you want to survive and grow significantly you have to be at top of that so uh, uh, my advice to anyone if someone would want to take it would whatever field you choose you have to stay invested into it and be very clear that you are passionate enough that you love doing what you are doing once you start uh, doing what you love automatically the things would become clear and you would grow coming to a specific question about chartered accountants uh, they know right and wrong answer uh, depending on what uh, again the interest lies if someone is very very much interested into one niche area say for example taxation or maybe audit for that matter one can always join a big four where you will get to learn a lot of good quality work and in later point down there is huge scope because they uh, partners make huge money uh, good money in i would say in big force and, and even uh, i would say one level below partners make really good money but there is a it's a long journey before one becomes a partner right simultaneously some uh, some uh, cs i have seen they play a good role in the big four in for initial say 8 to 10 years and then move to industry where they get a better work life balance and simultaneously they make good money as well now when it comes to startup it's very different and i can easily compare a large organization versus a startup uh, so in a large organization what happens uh, you get to work in a, again a particular area 
in which you may specialize and plus you may become an expert when in a startup you need to be a hustler so there are so many uh, fields of work that you get to do and you get to see from the business perspective as well so there is a very stark difference uh, which uh, i noticed in my last uh, decades journey uh, a comparison between a large org versus a startup so what happens in a startup initially things are very very fast so you got an idea you straight away get call a meeting in a room maybe in two hours you do that meeting in one week you can just start so it's so agile that you can implement new things very fast right vis a vis in case of a large org sometimes you have very good idea all your managers agree all your colleagues agree but everyone knows that is this wouldn't happen because the process are so complex and sometimes it takes multiple quarters to implement something very basic also but uh, so this sounds like obviously startup is better because it's agile small and growth is faster right but eventually we see that 90% of the startups fail and these larger organizations are larger because of same processes and same uh, policies uh, driven which looks uh, like a hurdle in case of startup so the whole idea is initially you need to be very fast agile and simultaneously keep your uh, keep your targets towards faster growth but controlling your all the policies and processes well in time so obviously you need to keep give some leeway there but slowly keep a tab on how are we moving far once the companies who are able to take control of both of these so there is always a trade off between control as well as uh, growth growth the one who can balance this properly that company can grow really well mm-hmm. so i think uh, from a career perspective obviously my personal choice is, would be startups uh, but uh, for budding chartered accountants my advice would be uh, maybe work for 2 to 3 years in a big four to gain that uh, to see the larger how larger corporates work uh, how professionally uh, one can work and then jump into a startup to learn from the nuances of business which uh, big four may not give Mm-hmm. So I myself have worked in a big four, and I have talked to a lot of CAs. Uh, so what happens is uh, that they come and they tell me that you know we are limited to a particular job role. So uh, exactly. so there might be somebody who will be working in indirect tax. So he might not be he or she might not be exposed to business tax or audit or or some other roles which are very important while you move to a startup. so right. they face a lot of difficulties while making these job changes and they uh, they almost always end up working for a big four because mm-hmm. they they see that there is no other growth at the end of the day then if they just know about indirect tax so what, how to solve that kind of a problem where you are just exposed to one thing and you mm-hmm. are not getting to learn or uh, lot getting to know what other roles are so yeah. what what's your thought process around so that? so that's a very interesting question again and precisely why i say that uh, when i say that initially i did not mean that one needs to spend uh, 8 to 10 years in a big four then definitely you become very niche to one particular area but my point is why don't you start in a big four with uh, one particular area say it audit or taxation or indirect taxation for a year or two just to get that glimpse of how a professional works how do you present yourself and how do you perceive a macro uh, problem or a macro solution to a larger problem right simultaneously uh, if if someone is working in a particular area you cannot limit yourself to that area only the right. whole idea is behind keeping yourself updated with multiple new things and keep on reading what you do right. so like i'll give you my example though i have worked in multiple different industries i always ensure that i am a avid reader when i say reader technical non technical both non technical can be helpful uh, using like videos like yours uh, the interviews that you do or maybe some motivational videos in youtube 
or or even on the technical side there's so much of content available it's all about so maybe if you spend 3 uh, hours on netflix why don't you spend at least 1 hour on something technical to learn about or right. maybe something on your personality development so right. you need to have a very clear cut idea what is happening around everything uh, around different subjects say for example if i am a audit person i should know what are the changes coming up in direct tax be it indirect tax and keep on reading about this or listening about it or maybe attend seminars extra so till that time you are able to update yourself on what's happening around it's easy to get into a startup secondly Uh, it's it all depends again uh, again as i would like to repeat it's always a trade off between growth and money and for personally money is always a consequence for me that if you think that money is the primary motive then it this switch becomes difficult when someone wants to jump from a big four or a industry one larger corporate to a startup why don't you take a hit if required and straight away jump into the good job profile rather than seeking a short term money and foregoing your long term uh, career so if you are able to take a small hit maybe uh, if not a larger one because there may be multiple factors and still you choose something to learn more rather than take a short term money i'll give my example when i qualified my ca i got a all india highest domestic package uh, I, i was placed through the campus placement I worked in that company only for eight months because I did not like the work because I was not learning enough. And from there, I moved to Deloitte at half the package for double the work, so, which I think that uh, in fact I remember the partner at Deloitte. Uh, so all the technical rounds uh, went uh, very smoothly. The partner asked me just one question: At such a young age, how can you come down to such a low salary? I said, uh, Sir, I'm very passionate. That's the reason I want to learn more. He said, No, I don't agree. And uh, to your point and i don't buy that point but anyways you are most welcome so i joined <laughs> delight that way so i think that has uh, paid off yeah i think that's that's really hard to believe also at the end of the day when you see that somebody so we always see you know that you are you are earning 10 lakhs 15 lakhs and you always want to go on a 30% hike and somebody is coming from like 15 or 20 lakhs and wants to join a, on a lesser salary it would be a shock for the partner and as a ca is you know nobody thinks that you know they always exactly. think about money and how to manage money and stuff and they uh, thinking that to reduce money i think uh, that's a great thought process you have and that's and why in fact have... just to add on and for double the work because big fours don't spare you yeah <laughs> exactly and it's it's uh, like uh, it's like taking a step back for taking a longer run right and, and i think the kind of thought process you had since the beginning that helped you to take right decisions and uh, i think it's more important to know that what is better for you at the end of the day exactly. uh, so uh, so uh, another point rahul uh, how is the finance role changing over, uh, like how has it changed from over the years now what are the changes now happening currently in the finance role so if you can throw some light on that yeah. oh uh, actually big time uh, there is a big time change uh, there was a time when finance was limited to when i say finance i am limiting to uh, i'm focused more towards chartered accountant because cfa yeah. has not been so much prevalent in india but of late obviously cfas and other cma roles are picking up uh, so but in india specifically finance was mostly limited to either accounting controllership activity taxation or uh, a bit of you can call it treasury uh, but of late uh, all the businesses have realized the startup uh, ecosystem has realized that finance cannot be limited to only these limited areas or maybe some part of legal uh, there are so many new avenues that is that has opened up and plus there is a lot of business understanding that is required so today a finance professional i i i call it like from controllership or a munim 
to a strategic finance so yeah. when i talk about strategic finance you need to talk business you need to understand business when you speak to promoters founders or uh, business owners they are they have a single motive that is to run their business well and make profits now running their business well and making profit there is a huge finance role that can be played as a strategic finance so in strategic finance i what i mean say for example a company there may be 10 different business metrics that a founder may want to uh, track and improve now those 10 metrics are important from a business perspective from profitability perspective or maybe growth perspective but when it comes from the fundraising perspective an investor may not want to look at those 10 but some two key headline metrics may be very very important now a finance person can actually help the founder identify what are these two important metrics which would help both one help us scale in terms of revenue growth as well as maintain our profitability as well as would help the investors understand our business well because every industry is different and every metric may be different that's one secondly as a finance professional we can help a big time into business finance into financial planning and analysis into fundraising into treasury management uh, again the controllership activities though they are very very important but they those always take a back seat because in a room when you sit where the uh, i would say the elephant in the room is the business decision because if the business grows everything follows when the business grows so all the decision has to be from the perspective of growth of business simultaneously at the back of the mind you cannot say that i don't know tax because the, mm. if there is a negative implication of taxation or some accounting uh, rule you need to know that so that you do not fall back on and then make a big mistake right so and overall as a as a finance head or a business head or a cfo uh, i would say if someone eyes to become a cfo definitely you need to know all these areas in parts and have a good control or at least at a i would say 10000 feet level knowledge of every area in your domain right and i think the uh, you rightly said and I, i think it's not just finance i think every role now needs an understanding of business because even if you are in a technology role or you are in a finance role if you don't understand business you will not be able to grow in that role because it, it's it's really required at the end of the day from the business because nowadays companies are asking everybody to contribute in business and if you are not contributing in business uh, that's uh, that's not a growth path at the end of the day uh, so thank you rahul for sharing that with us uh, coming back to a uh, article which you recently wrote for uh, the fresh graduates for on cas uh, that you know uh, where they can identify or go into the fields which are not particular to cas so mm-hmm. can you throw some light on that or can you can you share some important points from that particular article so as i just mentioned uh, uh, unfortunately uh, cas has been always seen as a as accountants do uh, do the subject area and the, if you see the syllabus of chartered accountant it's very vast it's a, it expands to taxation it expands to financial management it expands to strategic financial management but uh, again unfortunately this has been limited to accounting and taxation only as i just mentioned and there are areas on as of fundraising business finance fpna there is lot of analysis that can be done which has got more value if uh, precisely if you see the market the uh, most i wouldn't say not all but most of the chartered accountant end up becoming a finance controller in a business in a firm or a company uh, rather than uh, and, and when you see if someone needs to hire a cfo the first choice would be an mba not a chartered accountant uh, that's uh, again i'm not saying that it's a 100% but i would easily i can say it's more than 60 to 70% that's the case to change that i think chartered accountant need to understand more of business 
uh, do more analysis and learn about fundraising which is which is uh, exactly why i have covered in my even again my in my book that if someone wants to create a, do a make a career in finance uh, when i say finance pure finance apart from controllership only uh, uh, these, these are topics have been covered at length that how do you actually understand business what are the things what are the jargons being used how do you negotiate with an investor what is the thought behind uh, investor who is investing in a startup etc so these are the new areas which we need to take care and once you understand this uh, there is no limitation as as finance professionals why should we limit only to finance domain why can't we become entrepreneurs there are a lot of chartered accountants who have been let's say for example uh, motilal oswal uh, i i think the founder is a chartered accountant so there are other other businesses which actually have been created by chartered accountants which are thriving so yeah one can always become an entrepreneur or a finance professional rather than only becoming an accountant right and uh, uh, so last question from my side uh, rahul sure. that uh, you are uh, uh, guiding and you are acting as a virtual cfo for a, a lot of startups uh, who are early, uh, pre stage b uh, of funding so what's what's your advice to early stage startups in terms of funding okay <laughs> that's an interesting one uh, don't build businesses to raise funds but if you get if you're getting funds do grab it right and uh, so uh, there's another thought process uh, which i keep hearing that you know you should be always ready to raise funds and how can a, uh, how can a startup which wants to raise funds what what are some important things they should keep in mind before they go for fundraising uh, i think they need to read my book they have to read your book okay <laughs> thank you so much rahul for sharing all those views with us and i think a great uh, set of knowledge uh, you shared with us and i think the people who will view this episode will learn a lot uh, any last co- comments you would like to make or anything else you would like to share with the viewers i think uh, we we are in the best of times i think uh, if you see the history of humanity uh, at least in india uh, we are the most convenient generations of all everything is available at use of technology etc we should make best out of it huge population one may see that as a competition or as an opportunity i see that as an opportunity huge scope and we should try to create more entrepreneurs rather than job seekers the more entrepreneurs we create more jobs we create and uh, that would pave the uh, way to growth of our country as well as uh, human beings yeah thank you so much all that's a great thought process you have and uh... we uh, got a lot of knowledge out of this episode and uh, while talking to you and uh, i think uh, we'll catch up again thank you so much for coming on the show